Good evening, everybody. Uh, it's our fireside chat with Rob and Robin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we've, we've been enjoying uh, being with y'all. Now, granted, uh, Robin and I have no idea if you're enjoying it because we're just talking to a camera in a vacant <laughs> sanctuary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we have been getting folks responding and telling us that they've really appreciated um, especially you, not so much. No, I'm just kidding. No, they, they've appreciated the information that we've been sharing and, um, and also just the comfort and the encouragement. And I, I, I wanted to start tonight by um, one person in particular reached out, actually um, uh, knowing that I love red meat and um, impossibility to get it at least, uh, and not wanting to sit through the lines or whatever, but they came by with a a big giant Costco roast that I'm going to smoke, and I was really blessed by that. Um, and when they came, they said it's really ministered uh, to their family, this, this broadcast. But what, what touched me was uh, this individual has been going around responding uh, to our staff that's put together needs in the fellowship. And uh, the, the community, though we're separated uh, by distance, we're unified in heart, and they're actually... The, the the care for the congregation is tremendous as they were sharing. So that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah. And and by the way, thanks for uh, blessing us in relation to toilet paper and uh, hand sanitizer for um, Teen Challenge. Um, you, you guys loaded us up with that, so uh, we've taken care of that need. And um, again, if you have a need out there, uh, one congregant in, in particular commented that um, I'm encouraging folks to spend time with their kids. And they said, you know, Pastor Rob, don't forget about the folks that, that don't have family members that are sequestered all alone. Yeah. And so I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I, you just kind of get stuck in your own world and you, you forget those things. And as a minister, you should be mindful, right? Amen. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So it, especially folks that are sequestered at home, um, let us know any way we can help you. Um, if, if, you need anything, just give us a holler. You want a visitor? We'll come over with an N95 mask and have some fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <totally. laughs> but, but let us know. We're, yeah. we're praying for you. And any prayer requests, by the way, uh, we meet every single day for prayer. Six feet apart, but we meet every day for prayer. You have any prayer requests? We've been praying for comfort. Uh, Robin, you were commenting, being in the hospital, you've noticed the number of folks are... The, the, the illness that you're observing or diagnosing is not so much physical as it is spiritual. There's fear. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we're starting to see some increased screening, some more cases coming in. And I think people are starting to brace. And, um, and there's, a, there's a, a certain amount of fear that's set in. I, I noticed, the, you know, folks will, will text me or send me an email um, and, and a lot of folks will bloviate about the political conditions and wanting to mm. tell me how I'm supposed to tell mm. President Trump as though I have a direct line <laughs> to him. Um, you don't? <laughs> and and uh, just, you know, lamenting over decisions. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, folks, just, just calm down. Uh, I, I get it. I mean, financially, this has paralyzed us. Uh, there are folks that are wondering if they're going to be able to pay the mortgage, if they're going to be able to pay the rent, if they're going to be able to have a job when they come out, if their business is going to survive. These are all real. Um, and and I, I, don't want to, I don't want to diminish that. But anxiety and fear don't help. 
I, you know, I think the irony of the conversations that I was having, especially with the nurses and uh, people in the hospital, they're telling me, you know, straight up, they're, you know, like, we're afraid. We don't, like, we don't know what to expect. We don't know what's going to happen. Is it going to be like New York? Is it going to be like Italy? And the truth is, what I responded to say was, probably half of you or more already have the antibodies. I, I, I almost guarantee if you were to take a sample of the population and you were to run the test on half the population and say, who has you know, already been exposed to it, right. I bet you there's a, the vast majority already have encountered it and already are protected against it. Yeah. So, I, and, and I know in the months to come that we're going to see that data come out. I, I, I think also, uh, you know, the concern over the financial aspects, and, and I... I think about times, especially 55 years on this earth, where I've, I've seen the, the, the financial uh, problems with the nation even greater, um, unemployment and, and the like. And granted, this has happened in a short window that one virus has really knocked the knees out of us, uh, mm-hmm. out from underneath us. Um, but as the stock market went down in a very precipitous decline, it can also go up yes. in a rapid way. I'm my my prayer is that you know once we have done what has re- been requested of us and we have flattened out the cur- the curve so to speak uh, this nation as we turn the lights back on and get back to work you'll watch this 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 giant of america begin yeah. to turn and um, yeah we'll have a setback people are are concerned over what they've lost in their retirements and money and um the lord restores the years of locusts of eden either he's yeah. god or he isn't yeah and that the primary understanding for everyone out there is, has this caused you to focus on the Lord? Has it brought you back to a place where you are not relying on the fickle things of this world? This, is, this has caused you to go into a panic and a stress. And, and we're going through Psalm 91. Uh, we, can, we can talk about the information out there. And you can speculate and you can formulate and you can come up with all kinds of theories and ideas. And that's really what they are. They're theories and ideas. You may have gotten an email. One of my favorites is uh, um, Dr. Fauci is, uh, was a supporter of Susan Rice. And, uh, and, and this is a setup by the... Uh, give it a rest. Really. Uh, you know, you talk about uh, sensationalized media. You send, you send around um, an email... With, with facts you haven't checked mm. or verified, true. you're inciting fear. Just yeah. go to what's true. Focus on that. Spend time in prayer. I do know this. None of it catches God by surprise. None of it. He's not up there going, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, what has happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So folks, turn to the Lord. Serious. Turn to the Lord. It, mm. And, it, you know, God... He's good at a waiting game. The one thing he wants from us more than anything else is our attention. And uh, you're going to run after everything you can to try to keep these plates spinning. And all God wants is your attention. He wants your life. He wants you to realize that in him is the fullness of joy. Um, In the meantime, with that understanding, let's, let's look at some things that are true. What, what do we know? I, I did say uh, last night that this is a good website if you want to know what's going on in California. Senator Shannon Grove uh, kept me up to date with this. I've had a couple of conversations this week um, just keeping up to date with our, our political leaders, our government leaders, and um, they're, they're doing the best they can under the circumstances. Um, 
there's a, a couple of things just to remind us uh, what's open, what can we do. Essential services remain open. Gas stations, pharmacies, food, grocery stores, farmers markets, food banks. You know all that, but essentially uh, what you do know too is state and local governments are still operating, but at a reduced capacity, but we're dealing with the critical aspects of it. As a councilman, um, I'm in touch with the city manager. All of our um, uh, city facilities are still operating in regards to you know, water and so the, the, the critical components. Uh, we do have a virtual library, but gathering together is just not something we're doing. Even the city council meeting last Tuesday, uh, we had to phone in, and they had a little bit of difficulty with technology, not like us. Um, you can't do dine-in restaurants, bars, nightclubs, entertainment. We had a, um, a delivery, uh, DoorDash, and uh, the, the, the deliverer had the N95 mask on and gloves, and I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Haven't seen that with every it's one classy. of the delivery yeah. agents, but yeah. I mean, they're, they could be, you know, transmitters of this if yeah. they're not careful. Yeah. So take precaution with that. Uh, receive it with gloves. I would say. Yeah, or, uh, or uh, I've also heard that they've been kind of just leaving it on your front porch. They don't do that now. Oh, they don't do yeah, that. that is that, is that not a thing? DoorDash, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. But, but uh, just be mindful when you're picking it up that someone's touched it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, um, just to let everyone know, too, if you need testing or you're concerned about it, uh, don't go down. For example, um, you've, you've been checking in on Michael, and Michael's, yeah. uh, we were concerned it was mono. Uh, it's, it's not COVID-19. Mm. He was just sick, and he, he caught it from his brother who was sick, and both of them are recovering. A little bit of penicillin. They're doing fine. Yeah. Um, we didn't send him down for the COVID-19 stuff. Yeah. Um, you almost think every single thing is a concern. Fill us in. Yeah. Well, I, Set everybody at ease as best you can. I, you know, the thing about the testing yeah. is that usually in medicine when we do a test, it's in order to determine a treatment. So if I order an MRI, it's because I'm looking for something that's going to change what I do. Right. This is a weird test because it's really actually more of a public health test than it is a, a, a treatment test. We're trying to pinpoint where the virus is located. Right. Yeah. So for an individual, that information is less important. For right. an individual patient, I assume, you know, I assume if you come in with a fever and a cough, you ha you know, I just assume you to have it. So I, I, you know, I don't really know the utility in in, a, in medical terms uh, of that, which is for, why for treatment purposes. For treatment purposes, exactly. That's right. So I don't think there's a big in my mind. Right. The, the, the concern is different. Well, I, I know that um, March 30th is the completion of the testing that'll be rolled out. Uh, they yeah. just notified everyone um, on the news that they've come up with a, a significant test uh, kit. It's going to be rolling out on March 30th. Awesome. It's going to be within, was it uh, 45 minutes? You, you know? It, it, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, it's a, yeah, it's an ELISA. So it's, it's an ELISA it's, test. So yeah. boom, just like that. Yeah, so absolutely. We'll be able to figure out how many people have been infected by it, where it's located. Yeah. And this will be more for strategically seeing how the virus is spread. And right. it'll give us more data in relation to it. I, I think that's the benefit of it. And, and by doing so, then we then have a truth that we can wield right. against the fear. I mean, that's, that's the purpose of the, uh, in my mind, that's the benefit. Yeah, the, the biggest thing that affects us is fear. Yeah. And uh, this is all new to us, and, and we're all nervous. But, um, you know, I just, the only thing you can control is, is your relationship with the Lord, your fear. And, and if you're trusting in the Lord, you're good. Uh, we've been going through Psalm 91 
We did a couple of passages uh, last night. We're going to try to finish it this evening. But I wanted to just, I I wanted to share a couple more thoughts. Uh, Tell some folks about maybe some patients that you've seen um, that they could be in prayer for. Not, you know, sharing names or anything, but just how this has affected the community. So critical ways in which we can step out of ourselves and into the lives of others to intercede or even maybe meet a need. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, what I've been seeing is um, rightfully so people have been waiting to get medical attention. So uh, for instance, today was a great example. Um, I, I saw someone who let an infection go far beyond probably what she would have otherwise because she was afraid. She's afraid to go outside. She's certainly afraid to go to the hospital. Um, And so things are becoming, um, they're slowly becoming more acute when when cases do come or people do come with a need, the needs are more severe. So, and of course, life is going on. There's, you know, it's, the virus is not the only thing in the world. There's lots of things that happen and lots of reasons for us to, to use the gift of medicine that he's blessed us with. So. Amen. Yeah. Uh, there's, there were some questions I'd, I had encouraged everyone uh, yesterday, if they had any questions, they could yeah. chime in. Sure. Um, one we got in particular was, uh, um, my friends filled with fear, which is just increasing as more information about the virus is being disseminated. Mm. Please remind us of the verses where scripture assures us that the Lord knows our days before we are born. Uh, that the day of our death is known to him. And although we may go through troubling times, he is with us and he will not, uh, we will not die until he determines. And then we will, no matter what we think we may be doing to forestall it. Uh, Psalm 91 is going to cover that tonight, trust me. Um, another person was commenting, uh, if we might touch on the end times, the book of Daniel Revelation uh, addresses all the speculation out there on being part of the apocalypse, goes on further um, to wonder about how this all fits into it. Uh, Candidly, um, you're going to be able to find that online. I am not, my eschatology, and this is probably going to become a shock to some of the folks listening, uh, eschatology when it comes to Revelation, even the book of Daniel, uh, I know that Calvary chapels are pre-trib, pre-millennial. There are others out there that post-trib, post-millennial. A lot of you folks don't have a clue what that means. Uh, it's, eschatology means study of the end times when God wraps it up. Uh, for time to exist, there needs to be a beginning and an end. And uh, God is the author of that. Um, and and I, I've heard folks speculate about, uh, are we in the end times? I will say this, um, as a history major, not even uh, a biblical study, um, every generation that, that's been faced with something like this has thought it's the end times. Mm. Um, you know, we, we live as though uh, our, our time is going to be up at any moment. Every moment is a gift. Um, and, and I would, when I teach out of Revelation, I teach the book as uh, the, the way that John wrote it. It's, it's a letter to encourage a persecuted church in times of struggle. And um, I think the church is in a time of struggle, whether it's the end, whether uh, we're looking at, you know, a rapture imminent, whatever that would be. I, I have gone through this for so long in the course of my life that I tire of focusing on eschatology for that purpose as much as I'm prepared every day to meet the Lord. 
Jesus said, occupy until I come. Uh, every eschatology comes with an asset and a liability. Uh, the asset for pre-trib, pre-millennial is that we were, were evangelistic. Calvary chapels have grown 10,000% since 1968. The liability is we keep thinking the next thing on God's day planner is the rapture, so we haven't invested in the long, long term. Um, we, we, we haven't invested in, in uh, well, we've watched in California as we've had a precipitous decline by the lack of Christians involving, involving themselves in the public square because we just think, well, the Lord's coming back and government is the evil and uh, our, our founders were post-trib, post-millennial, I believe, and they thought they had to usher in the second coming of the Lord by setting up, you know, institutions of higher learning. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So they, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, and, uh, and then the, the churches became, the liability was they became kind of stoic and cold. Every, every eschatology comes with an asset and liability. I would just simply say, um, of the books that speak of eschatology in the 66 books of the Bible, that's a small portion. And we tend to want to look at the end. We always want to read the end of the book first, right? Um, I know that the Lord has a lot of work for us to do right here. We're to occupy, we're to care for the widow, we're, we're the infirmed, uh, the orphan. There's work to be done. And there's, there's, there's communities to be touched. Calm down, just calm down and, and start helping somebody. Um, yeah. The verse that spoke to me, I have a Bring verse it. that was on my heart today. That's, yeah. So 2 Corinthians 1. Yeah. Talks about how God is the God of comfort. Mm-hmm. But he does so, and it goes on in the, in the verse to say that he comforts us in, in order that we would come to comfort, comfort others. others. Comfort others. Yeah. And uh, for some reason today that really hit me was that this is what I got to do. This is what we all have to do. Comfort others with the comfort you yourself have received. Absolutely. Amen. 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 And that peace that passes all understanding that, um, you know, I look into the hearts and minds of my colleagues and my, my coworkers and wow, you know what? They need that comfort. They do. Um, and so, and we come yeah. face to face with our mortality when things like this hit because we live in a fantasy world thinking that, you know, uh, we've got this all figured out. Yeah. We've got our political position, our political side. We've got, yeah. and, and the reality is all of us have to spend time with the Lord, focus on him. Uh, that's what he wants. He wants our attention. Amen. Uh, let me see here. Oh, um, this is a good question. Uh, can you be having light sim- symptoms for days or weeks before a full force of coronavirus hits you? Yeah. Yeah, of course you can. I mean, that would be you making antibodies. Yeah. Um, and absolutely. In fact, I, I, that's a fairly typical presentation is that you have mild symptoms that go on and on and on. Um, and it's a very small percent of, the, of people who have those symptoms that go on to get worse. Most yeah. people, you know, the vast majority get incredibly better. So that's, yeah, that, absolutely. That could be it. All right, so you're a practicing physician. We're going we're gonna to now uh, transfer over to a great physician. Yeah, That's the amen, Lord. amen. Your words have comforted amen. folks tonight. Amen. But uh, right now, <laughs> these words, the Bible says God's word we're only, does not return void. We're only his hands and feet. That's, That's right. It. That's, That's right. all there is. Amen. You're a scalpel in the hands uh, of the surgeon. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're a really good surgeon. Anyways. <laughs> all right, folks, open up your Bibles to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. And we're going to take a look starting at verse 7 where we left off last night. Psalm 91. 
Uh, it's a precious psalm, one that brings great comfort. As a matter of fact, I think I might be able to pull this off. Um, for those of you who, where is it? I'm sorry. This is good though, trust me. Oh, I know where it is. My, my wife sent me something last night and uh, I thought this would be an encouragement to all of you. Um, she sent me a clip of uh, my grandson. Oh gosh, I hope it works. This would be terrible if it didn't. <laughs> I think it will though. This is, this is, uh, this is Oliver reciting Psalm 91. The pit. Here, here we go. Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the valley snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His wings and under His feathers you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but you will not come near. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For you command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. That, they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the iron and the cobra. You will trample the great iron and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will protect him. I will rescue him for he acknowledges my name. He will call me and I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him and honor him for long life. I'll satisfy him and show him my salvation. <laughs> That's a five-year-old who memorized that. That's pretty amazing. Amen, nice. brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Serious. I love that little boy. I love all my kids, <laughs> but uh, grandkids. All right. So that is an entire reading of Psalm 91. <laughs> Wasn't that beautiful? It's it's awesome. I I don't know about you, but that just brings me peace right now. That's good stuff. Um, We're going to begin by taking a look at verse 7. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. And the idea is God doesn't want us to be afraid. It, it, It shall not come near us. And um, only with our eyes shall we look. And we will see with our eyes this idea that if there is a nefarious reason for someone doing this, um, you will see the reward of the wicked. God, God is just. Uh, he, he, uh, he knows what's going on. And he will, he will punish those if, if there is someone who's done this. Um, they will see their day. I love the idea that a thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but you sh- it shall not come near you. You know, folks start looking at the percentages, and we were looking at how this is equal to 
the Spanish influenza and a number of other things. I got, I got news for you. The odds, God has a way of messing with the odds. A thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand to one, God still is in your favor. I mean, if that doesn't bring you comfort, I don't know what does. That's, that's the reality of what God wants us to know. His children know that no power is out of God's control. No power is out of God's control. Do you believe that? That, that with God, there's no power out, out of his control. And if we trust him, as this psalmist will declare, he will give us uh, this, this unspeakable peace and this joy in the midst of this trial. Let's look at uh, verse 9. It says, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. Now, I want to stop there. You have to make the Lord um, your refuge. He, he needs, he's the most high. He, he is your dwelling place. The righteous run into him. You have to hide yourself in the shadow of the almighty. You, you run to him. In these crises, what are you running to? You want to text me? You want to send me an email? You want to write a letter to the president? You want to bloviate with your friends? You want to lament your losses financially? You want to sit and worry? You want to bark at the kids? You want to get angry? You want to watch some trash on television? Is that what you want to do? Or you just want to press into the Lord? Find his, his joy. Find his peace. No evil will befall you when you run to him, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. God's protection conquers all the odds and the probabilities. Uh, no evil, I like what this author says, no evil uh, in the strict sense of the word can happen to him for everything is overruled for good. I'll give you an example. It doesn't mean that someone who dwells with the Lord and presses into the Lord isn't going to get COVID-19. Right. But we do know that evil's not going to overtake them. Amen. Meaning Satan doesn't have the last word. He's been placed in the Father's hand. No man can remove. The idea is God promises in Romans that all things work together for good with those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Um, Spurgeon wrote, the most crushing calamities can only shorten the journey of a believer and hasten him to his reward. Ill to him is no ill, but only good in a mysterious form. Losses enrich him. Sickness is his medicine. Reproach is his honor. Death is his gain. It's all perspective, folks, right? I mean, it really is perspective. And the psalmist just nails it. Because you've made the Lord your dwelling place. Um, verses 10 through 16 direct us to trust in the Lord and to make him our dwelling place. No evil will befall us. So let's, let's take a look. It says, because you've made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. I wanted to read a story uh, in regards to Martin Luther. No, I'm sorry, Charles Spurgeon. Um, he, he gave this, this testimony um, in a fulfillment of this promise. In the year 1854, this is Charles Spurgeon speaking, when I had scarcely been in London 12 months, the neighborhood in which I labored was visited by an Asiatic cholera and my congregation suffered from its inroads. Family after family summoned me to the bedside of the smitten. And almost every day I was called to visit the grave. 
I gave myself up with youthful ardor to the visitation of the sick and was sent for from all corners of the district by persons of all ranks and religions. I became weary in body and sick at heart. My friends seemed falling one by one and I felt or fancied that I was sickening like those around me. A little more work um, and weeping would have laid me low among the rest. I felt that my burden was heavier than I could bear and I was ready to sink under it. As God would have it, I was returning mournfully home from a funeral when my curiosity led me to read a paper which was wafered up in a shoemaker's window in Dover Road. It did not look like a trade announcement, nor was it, for it bore in a good, bold handwriting these words, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, my, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. The effect upon my heart was immediate. Faith appropriated the passage as her own. I felt secure, refreshed, girt in immortality. Uh, I went on with my visitation of the dying in a calm and peaceful spirit. I felt no fear of evil and I suffered no harm. The providence which moved the tradesman to place those verses in his window, I gratefully acknowledged. And in the remembrance of its marvelous power, I adore the Lord my God. I was blessed this week by a number of the pastors in the community reaching out to send me words of encouragement from scripture. And uh, folks do that. Uh, you can see how it even ministered to the great Charles Spurgeon. And this psalm is precious. We'll go to the next verse. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. The idea that angels care for us, they do. God commands his angels concerning us. How they operate, I do not know, but I know each of us has given angels to guard uh, if God were to remove the Holy Spirit, the restrainer of evil, and his ministering agents, <laughs> this would be complete chaos. He's given us ministering agents. I think there's, in some senses too, we can boil it down to folks that are ministering angels. They're, they're God with skin on. Yeah. Folks yeah. that come and do the work of the Lord. Because he has set his love upon me. The Lord loves you. And the reality is, we're to love him. Because he has set his love upon me, God is speaking that we're putting our love on him. We love the Lord. Not that, you know, that he first loved us, but we love him. And we place our love upon him. We spend time with him. God says, you do that, I'll deliver you. Therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The idea of placing your love upon the Lord, these, these are some practical examples. Spend time with God. Listen to God. Read what God has written to you. Speak to God. Think of God in unoccupied moments. Adore the Lord. Speak of God to others. Give to God and make glad sacrifices to him and for him. Be about his business. Serve him. I think that's, that's the ticket. Well, tomorrow we have services. We're going to do it at 11 a.m. We're going to have uh, 
Micah and two of the gals, uh, I think Emma and Kelly, will be singing with them. We're not going to have the full band. They're going to be six feet apart. We're going to have a worship service. Tune in for worship. And then I'll, I'll be dressed in my Sunday outfit in front of a pulpit speaking to you. We're going to gather. We're going to go through announcements. We're going to minister to one another. Um, make sure we gather at 11 as, as a church family all across this land. There are folks that are in other states that will be gathering with us. They don't have a church. You tune in. You join us. Godspeed Calvary Chapel, the Ecclesia. We are going to gather tomorrow at 11 a.m. We encourage you all to come and be a part of it. And uh, we're going to close tonight with numbers. You want to read it tonight? Oh, yeah, totally. All right, you take it. That's a good one. It's a good prayer. Number six. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Peace. God bless you guys.